1: Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I want to welcome you to our special series of Money Sense, specifically dedicated to providing valuable information regarding the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. For nearly 30 years, I have been helping listeners learn how to relate many of life's situations to their finances. This pandemic has caused wide scale disruption in nearly every sector of our lives. No matter your personal situation, we strive to meet you where you are at both financially and emotionally. Our guests during this series include a futurist, economist, physician, psychologist, as well as local Milwaukee business professionals to get their perspective on how you can apply their insight and expertise to your financial future. This important series will be aired on WISN AM 1130 during our regular MoneySense times, which are Saturdays at 2 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at noon. They will also be available on demand at EllenBecker.com slash MoneySense or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. We hope you will find these informative and be sure to share them with your family and your friends. My guest today is Greg Leon, and he is the chef and owner of Amalinda Restaurant right downtown in Milwaukee, and it is truly one of my favorite restaurants, and all through this pandemic, I've been looking at restaurants that have been going out of business, and businesses that have been struggling. And I know myself that one of the things that I miss so much right now is going out with my girlfriends and sitting in the restaurant, having a martini and laughing and hugging and talking to the person sitting next to me and experimenting with all these wonderful different flavors and foods that come right out of the kitchen hot rather than picking them up and carrying them home. And so I asked Greg if he would join us today to give us kind of an insight from his point of view of what it was like and what it's been like and what we can expect as we are hoping to get back to some sort of a normal. And one of my favorite things is dining out. So, Greg, welcome to the show. Hi, Karen. It is um, such a pleasure to have you. And, you know, this is such a big part of people's lives. Can you give us just an indication? How did you get started in this? How did you get started um, with this specialty menu and the things that you're doing and the love of cooking?
0: Well, uh, the love of cooking came from my family. Um, I'm very lucky that my mother's side of the family is Jewish. My father, being from Venezuela, is Latin. And that's two cultures that you just can't get three of us together without being around the table and food being involved. So food has always really been a constant through my whole life. Um, I was very lucky. Both my parents cooked a lot at home, so we always made really good, fresh, homemade meals. Both my grandmothers were amazing cooks and bakers. So that's kind of where where the little seed was planted. Um, I really enjoyed food a lot, but it never was something that dawned on me that I could actually make a living out of. And I had gone to college and done really poorly, got kicked out, and I was just 22 at the time. And I was sitting at home watching the show that used to be on um, the Discovery Channel called Great Chefs of the World. And I remember, and it was a very rudimentary cooking show and i use bunny ears when i say cooking uh, the chef didn't even talk there was a voiceover that would explain what he was doing and it was three different restaurants and you'd be in the kitchen and you would just watch them make a dish for the restaurant and i had this aha moment where i was like well this is something i could do this was back in 92 and there was no cachet in being a chef or restaurant owner um and i i just decided that that was what i loved and i wanted to do so i moved out to san francisco and i was there for 18 years I worked with some great chefs there who took the time to teach me. Um, I never really went to culinary school. I I was lucky enough that I worked at some really great places with some great, great chefs and mentors. Um, In 2012, I came to visit Milwaukee and I fell in love with it after a week. It wasn't winter. I think that had a (laughs) lot to do with it um, because this is the first place I've ever lived where there's a real, real winter um i met my husband and partner about two months after i moved here and about a year after that we started talking about what we wanted to do or what i wanted to do and i said well i'd love to have a restaurant and here we are five years later with amelinda so that's how we got started uh spanish and portuguese cuisine has always been something that really interested me i was also lucky enough that my early cooking years i was able to go off to spain and work and learn and the culture and the cuisine just really called to me um, especially um, they just take such pleasure in cooking and eating together and it's all about sharing this amazing meal which really spoke to my soul um, and then you look at the cuisine a little bit closer and it's so varied and depending on the region they use uh, ingredients in different ways and it's uh, in terms of preparation it's a very simple cuisine but it's very complex when it comes to the depth of flavor so that just it just really stole my heart. And I I just, I love the Spanish and Portuguese people.
1: Well, I know that you, you, you talk about your food and your cuisine being uncomplicated, but the robust flavors are amazing.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) We just really try to work with, especially local ones, um, from local farmers as much as we can, you know, in the winter, it's a little bit more difficult here in Wisconsin. Uh, late spring is when we really get to start seeing some amazing things. And, uh, Summer and even fall is great for the chefs out here. And so we try to take these amazing ingredients that are grown with care and love by these amazing local farmers. And what we do is just trying to coax out the flavor without really doing too much to it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you talked about how important it was for you when you were traveling and working in these different areas and watching your parents and how food is such an important thing for you. And we find the same thing at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Each one of our conference rooms has a dining room table. We don't don't have conference room tables and everything that's happened in my life, the best and the worst have happened around a table, but there's something about food that brings people together. And I think there's a part of COVID that has been good for families because families were so disjointed and going a hundred different directions. And now so many families are cooking and they're coming close together and realizing how important that is. But I'm wondering in terms of your restaurant, when that um, order came down that everything had to close down, what, what was that like for you as a restaurant owner and also someone who has got employees who you're providing their homes with an income what, how did that, have, how, it, it's, it's, un, it's unfathomable. I think if anyone would have told me that restaurants in March 17th around St. Patrick's Day would be closed till Labor Day almost, or 4th of July, no, they, people would
0: have thought I was crazy. Um, it was really rough. Maury and I had been in California the last week of uh, February and like part of the first week of March. Um, And so while we were there, we could already see what was happening in California. In fact, I think when we were at the San Diego Zoo, one day is when they shut down San Francisco. And so we were already mentally preparing ourselves that this was going to be a wave that was going to make itself all the way across the country. And in fact, it came from both coasts and just kind of met in the middle. Um, We had a fantastic, fantastic Friday and Saturday night service before the order came down. And it was I mean, the restaurant was packed and it was lively. And a lot of our regulars were here for dinner because I think people kind of knew maybe in the back of their head what was going to happen. And we decided on the 16th that we were probably going to close down for indoor dining, even before the order had come down, because we realized that that's what needed to be done. Um, it was rough. It was a lot of crying when we had to talk to our staff. Um, you know, these people, some of us had been with us since we opened five years ago and their family. and. You know, you might have arguments at work, and you might have disagreements at work. But at the end of the day, we're all family, and it was really, really rough. Uh, we were able to keep uh, the majority of the kitchen staff on for a while, but that also came to an end. We just uh, had to furlough our sous chef maybe about a month ago. Um, we furloughed our pastry chef two months ago. Um, it's it's gut wrenching because you want to make sure that these people who have given so much to themselves. To your dream are taken care of. Uh, luckily, I think most of them were able to land on their feet. They've collected unemployment. Some of them have already uh, found out a job. They've decided that they just don't want to go back into the restaurant business because of the uncertainty, and I can't really blame them. But, you know, the first two or three months, it was really rough. You come in here, you have a restaurant that's completely open. I'm sorry, completely empty. Um and you're putting food in boxes and not the diminished restaurants that do to go on a regular basis, but it wasn't something that we did here. Um, and it was, we had to get used to it and learn how to accept it and find our, uh, at least for me, I had to find my, I'll uh, show my inspiration again, and, 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 and move forward because that's the only thing we can do. Uh, if nothing else through this um, situation, I've realized, um, you know, I always thought, oh, I got into the restaurant business. I opened a restaurant because I like cooking. and But also a big part of it is the social interaction and being able to go to a table and talk to people and hear how their day was and, and hear whether or not they enjoyed the meal or how we can make the experience better. And, and every single regular and every single customer that comes to the doors has also become our friends and family. So it's rough not seeing them on a regular basis.
1: We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, can you kind of give us an overview of not just your restaurant, but restaurants um, in general, especially what's going on in Milwaukee and what we can expect as you know residents within the community to witness. And I know that I've heard that so many people will not be returning to downtown Milwaukee. So many of Northwestern Mutual and some of the major companies downtown have people who are working at home and it appears as if they may be working indefinitely at home. So when we come back, um, we're going to just dig a little bit deeper into what's actually happening in Milwaukee. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Chef Greg Leon, and he is the owner and uh, as i said the chef at Melinda which is located right down at 315 east wisconsin avenue truly in the heart of our city and when i think of the heart of the city i think of good food and activities and all the things that are going on and of course there's nothing going on right now because of covid 19 and if you could give us a little bit draw a little picture for what's happening now within our city and how you think some of this is all gonna shake out.
0: Oh, well, you know, there's the traffic downtown is, is the foot traffic downtown is is almost non-existent during the day. There used to be, you know, constantly would see people walking in front of the restaurant, even coming in to see if we were open for lunch. Um, And there's just hardly any of that. It's it's almost like a ghost town, which is really heartbreaking. I wish I could say with certainty what the future is going to bring to the restaurant industry in Milwaukee. Um, I know a lot of us um, are really fighting to keep our restaurant open, and it's a day-to-day, you know, you wake up today and I'm like, okay, I I, I have enough money in the bank, and and I can be open one more day, but I don't know what tomorrow's gonna be like. And it's sad to see so many people who have put so much time and love and energy into their dream, because this is what this is, this is our dream. Um, really struggling. Um, I, you know, honestly, I think the cynic in me thought that more places would have been closed by now. Um, you know, some have, and that's very sad. You know, we can talk about Fauneroy, which closed, which was, you know, heartbreaking. I love that place. Uh, Meraki and the Walker's Point. Um, Augie's, which was only open for two weeks. That was unbelievable. But um, so sad to see these chefs and, and restaurant owners have to close the, the, something that they've worked so hard for. And then you think of the poor people that work there who now do not have a job and have to wrestle with unemployment. Um, but as I was saying, um, the Senate can thought more places would have been closed by now. Um, I'm starting to believe that maybe a lot more will be able to weather the storm, but it's a day-to-day thing. You know, When we first started doing takeout, it was amazing we were busy every day everybody you know everybody out there was ready to support and as it started to go on and go on and go on gladly people started to be like well i can't afford to eat out every day and i want to support all these restaurants so uh our business has gone down probably by 80 percent um we've been able to you know do some cost cutting we've talked to our landlord who's you know been very gracious uh but it's it's a struggle it's and it's, it's not fun.
1: When you think about helping people understand what they can expect when they go into a restaurant now, what, what should what should that look like? And I think that as a restaurant owner, and I know as a business owner myself, it's so important to keep everybody safe because again, you know, the last thing we wanna do is have to shut down our business again too. So there's so many moving parts to this whole thing.
0: There are, Um, you know, we are still doing takeout. We haven't opened to the public yet and we probably won't do it until the middle of next month, the middle of uh, September. Uh, I mean, I think what people can expect is obviously, You know, maybe not that detailed attention that you were getting before with the server coming directly up to your table. Um, You know, the way service is going to is going to change, you know, you're not going to have all the condiments on the table. Um, You're not going to have the silverware placed on the table. Um, So in some respects, it's going to be a little bit more informal. Um, Perhaps the server will bring you the food on a tray and you have to remove the food from that tray yourself. it's all about minimizing the contact between the employee and the customers you know our priority is to make sure people can come in and have a great meal and a great experience but it also is the safety and health of our employees and i really want people who go out to eat because i know there's restaurants that are now open to the public just really remember remember that in a in a way these people are putting their life on the line so you can come in and have a great experience and i know that sounds very dramatic but it is because you you don't know you might be serving a table that person might have it and not know it um and then you know you could get sick you so that i just want people to to remember to be nice and kind and that goes both ways you know for the employee and the customer um, but hopefully they're going to restaurants that are really um have lots of safety protocols in place so they can actually feel comfortable while they're there too
1: I know I'm just this is just a curious question and I know that for me um, when I'm going out now I am tipping way more than I probably ever tipped before knowing that that everything is down and and this isn't just for when I go to a restaurant but it's when I get my nails done it's all the different things services are you seeing that happen across the board that people are really having that sensitivity to how how difficult it's been for employees that provide services that they're giving more
0: um well here at Amelinda, people have been very generous so when they place their online order and they tip they've been very very generous and so i i want to send a heartfelt thank you to all of them um i have seen instances in other restaurants where that not is not the case Um, Obviously, I have a lot of friends who work in the industry and I have a friend who's a server. And last week, he posted on social media three customers in a row, like just horrible tips. Somebody wrote something on a ticket that that, then I saw this online was um, once you remove the mask, then you'll get a tip again. So that is just, I I question the humanity (laughs) of people who act that way. Um, You know what? You know, on a busy Friday night, we would have three servers, and each server would walk with a nice chunk of change. Um, you know, business is down; there'll probably only be one or two servers now, and you know, you're probably doing a quarter of what you were doing. Which means the server's making a quarter of what he was doing, but he still has to pay the whole rent. His gas is still the same. So, I, I hope people are looking into their heart and being a little bit more generous. I do understand that times are tough for everybody. So, you know, we were, I was having I was a discussion with some other friends who work in the industry and one of them said, well, maybe if you can't tip well right now, then perhaps you shouldn't go out to a restaurant or go get your nails done or whatever, you know? And I know that kind of sounds like a horrible thing to say because you shouldn't tell people what they can and can't do. But just, I just like people to be really aware of, of everything is different right now and and we also we all have to be a little bit kinder and nicer especially the people that are serving you.
1: i so agree when i think of milwaukee and some of the things that i've heard that people will not be returning to downtown area as quick as we might hope or ever that's going to really change the way downtown milwaukee functions and
0: looks it is um we We're literally about to open for lunch, like maybe our plan was to open for lunch in uh, March, April, before all this happened. So I don't know that we'll be affected by a lot of the people just staying at home and working now. Um, It's going to be interesting to see if people still come into downtown for dinner, because that was our bread and butter. But as I said, yeah, you just don't see a lot of people walking downtown anymore. And I know it's really affecting the lunch business down here.
1: Well, I had heard somebody say that because people are staying at home, that many of the restaurants that are in these smaller communities are flourishing. Would that ever be a possibility that moving out of the downtown area to the suburbs? I mean, it's almost like trying to chase business, which is never really a good thing, but yet, if it's changing, I'm wondering if that's gonna be a requirement, which would make it very sad for downtown Milwaukee.
0: It would make it very sad for downtown Milwaukee. Um, you no, know, we don't, I don't know. I, I can't say that would never happen, but I can't say it's gonna to happen too. Um, you know, we, who knows what would happen if we had to shut on Melinda down? You know, our original plan was to have the restaurant for six years and then we would move to Spain. Um, we can't do that right now. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, we're gonna try to hold on to the space as long as we can, as long as we can put out good food and, and it's financially viable for us and not making us cry too much at the end of the day. Um, Cause we really know how much people love the restaurant and the space. And so we wanna try to be here for them. Um, I know that we would never open a second location for, for many years, people kept asking us, oh my God, you put know, this is so great. Why don't you open a second one? Um, there's not enough hours in the day for me and Ori to do that. So so who knows what will happen.
1: Yes, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. My guest today is Chef Greg Leon and he is the chef and owner of Amalinda, which is located right downtown 315 East Wisconsin Avenue. I have eaten there many times. It's delicious and the atmosphere, you're right. And I love the little places that are little hole in the walls type things where it seems so cozy and everybody is so friendly and uh, I would suggest that everybody take a look at your menu and with that we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I am the senior wealth advisor as well as the founder of the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And many of you have listened to our shows and know that what I really hope to accomplish with this COVID-19 and with all the information that we got through the media and different sources was to pull some of it apart and actually talk to people who are right in the midst of whatever it is that they've been talking about. And of course, restaurants is on everybody's mind. It seems to be the last one to be able to really dig in and, and get back. And it's such a big part of all of us and of America of the food and eating. And I remember as a kid, I mean, we had to be home for dinner at 530 every night. I mean, my dad clanked the bell. And if you were outside or whatnot, we all ate together Sunday afternoon dinners together. And I think COVID has brought much of that back, but yet I've gone out once or twice now and I remember saying to my friend Jan, do you remember when we used to go out to eat all the time? And now you go out to eat it's such a special occasion. (laughs) You're so excited. You get all dressed up and, you know, ready to go. And so my guest today is Chef Greg Leon. And uh, we've been talking about restaurants and his restaurant, which is located at 315 East Wisconsin, but trying to figure out what you know what's going to change and we did talk a little bit greg about families and you had mentioned during the break that your dad's now home with you and has been cooking up a storm
0: he is so he he lives between the us and venezuela and he had come in january and was going to stay with us for a few months like he does every year and then his uh his wife came the 15th of march and then they've both been stuck here since then so the silver lining is that they cook for us all the time, which is amazing. It's nice to come home after a long day at work and, and have a really tasty homemade meal. And he cooks stuff that he used to make when I was a kid. So that just is, is in this situation, these times, it's nice. It's kind of heartwarming, and um, he's able to introduce Ori to some Venezuelan dishes. So that that's been a silver lining. Um, but i feel like you know you had said that now when people go out and eat it's like once in a while and you get all dressed up and you get excited um i feel like in that respect it's the 50s again when people would only go out and eat dinner <laughs> when it was a special occasion you know it wasn't something that people do every day and i think as restaurants we've become spoiled that people now go out to eat at a drop of a hat um, and maybe this will be some sort of lease for the industry
1: When you think about your restaurant going forward, um, are you going to need to change your menu and to cut down a little bit and to be maybe more focused on certain things? Will we ever go back to business as usual?
0: Uh, I don't think we will ever, ever go back to business as usual unless there's some sort of vaccine and it becomes in the future something like the flu you know it it is not like the flu right now i really want to emphasize that um but it becomes something like that in the future um i think we could return to normal um but i don't you know i was talking to a friend of mine uh caitlin cohen who owns a tandem and you know her prediction and this is going to continue for the next two years as far as how it's affecting restaurants so we've had to pivot you know we've pared our menu down a little bit more we try to think of dishes that are going to travel well, that you can pack well, and then they're gonna look nice once you get home and open that box. Um, We do a series of pop-ups every Saturday now. So instead of doing our normal cuisine and dishes, we come up with a different menu. So we've done an Italian one, we did a pastry one, um, we did a tapas one. We're about to do a Middle Eastern one this coming Saturday. Um, and then I think after that, we're gonna do one inspired by Chef uh Alice Waters restaurant in uh, Berkeley, California. Uh, you know, we're looking at giving online classes. We've started doing some bunk, box lunch, catering for uh, some of the office buildings around here. So I think the restaurants that are gonna survive are gonna be the ones that learn how to pivot and, and find focus and find uh, these little niches that perhaps they weren't involved in or weren't doing. You know, I think the, the one thing that scares me, though, is I see restaurants kind of grasping at any idea they can come up with. And I feel like that just, that makes it look like there's blood in the water. So I think if people focus and like, okay, we know that bus, lunch, bus lunches work for us, so let's focus our energy on that, and maybe some classes, and just try to diversify your income.
1: So, so much is being done on Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you giving lessons on Zoom?
0: Um, well, I did my first lesson last night, actually, to the JCC, and it was pretty fun, I have to say. I, uh, I was not a big fan of Zoom when this whole started, and we tried to do it a couple times with our friends, and I'm like, this is, I just don't like it, and I would just walk off, um, but the more I've had to do it, um, the more comfortable I'm getting with it. So yeah, we, uh, we did it yesterday. It was great. I think there was about 20 people on the class. Um, You know, my partner followed me with the camera. I had my earbuds (laughs) on. They asked questions. So anybody's interested in some Zoom cooking classes, by all means, contact us.
1: And that's at Uh, amelinda.com.
0: Yes, you can go to amelinda.com, or you can contact me directly at Greg, so that's G-R-E-G, at amelinda. That's A-M-I-L-I-N-D-A dot com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I don't normally check the messages at the restaurant, so.
1: Well I think it's, is about. I think it 's really great for a couple of things that, as you were talking, is that you can bring your family together or you could bring your employees together, and you could do a cooking class online with Zoom, which would be Good. a lot of fun and you 're still connected and even though you 're not eating everything together, you could even be you know get together at a point in time and try yeah. to recipe. But it's just another way of connecting. The other thing is because I also live downtown. And so often I'll mention to clients restaurants and different things. I don't want to drive downtown. Parking's terrible. This is Uh, terrible. But now they can try these restaurants by drive up and dine. Explain how that actually works. Now someone who doesn't really want to worry about parking downtown can actually go to many of the restaurants, your restaurant, and pick up food. So how does that work?
0: Well, for the record, first, I want to say that, you know, that was one of the mantras we heard for the five years we were open to customers for indoor dining, because we're still open. Um, i oh, the parking, the parking, the parking. In reality, the parking is not that bad downtown. And we actually have two parking structures close to the restaurant. So the way it's working now is you go to our website, um, you click on online dining or online ordering. It tells you what day. You pick the day, you pick the time. Um, it's in 30-minute increments, so you order at 5. You can pick it up at 5.30. Um, you can specify if you want no contact drop-off, so we put it on our little flower bed, and then you get out of your car and get it, or we can take it to your car, or some people prefer to come in just to have that little bit of interaction. Um, we, our menu's updated every Tuesday, Wednesday morning. It'll, if, if we're switching items, by Wednesday morning it's, up and running so you can just order um, online. It's super easy. It's really, really easy and very convenient, I think. If if you're one of those few people that are still working in the city, you can order right before you leave work, pick it up and head home and your food is ready.
1: And I think for people who have been a little reluctant to go downtown, I drive down there and I'm amazed that there is no traffic.
0: Yeah, none.
1: And all they have to do is really stop in front of your business, your restaurant, and somebody, someone delivers the food. So they they can kind of, now is a good time to become familiar really with the city, to be honest with I you. I think
0: that now is also a good time to come in, become familiar with restaurants that you hadn't tried before. Yeah. I think this would be the perfect time.
1: It really is. My guest today is Chef Gregory Leon. He is the chef and owner of Amalinda, which is located at 315 East Wisconsin Avenue. And we have just been talking about restaurants and his restaurant and restaurants in general and the impact and the importance of us really still going to those restaurants, trying new restaurants and helping them um, stay in business because that's what we really want. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense, I'm Karen Ellenbecker. My guest today is Greg Leon, he is the chef and owner of Amalinda, which is located right in the heart of our city at 315 East Wisconsin Avenue. And if you would like to order, if you would like to get in contact, you can go to amalinda.com and you can order, you can give them a call. They are open to um, carry out, but also open for some real creative ideas on how they can bring food into your home, into your business um, via Zoom or box lunches, the types of things that maybe to some extent we have forgotten about. And so Greg, one of the things during the break, um, Lauren and I were sort of picking your brain about what are some of your favorite dishes to make and what are the things that people seem to really enjoy because food is such a, gives such a sense of community.
0: Well, let's see, Um, I I think more than a a favorite dish, I have favorite ingredients. So um, I love cooking with pork. I I just love that animal. I think it's an amazing animal. They're super cute too. Um, and, but I just, I love cooking with pork. So any, any of the dishes that we have with pork, right now we have a dish, it's called Moorish uh, pork skewers. So I'm sure your listeners know the Moors inhabited the Iberian Peninsula for a very, very long time and they left their mark on their cooking. So you'll find a lot of Middle Eastern and north african spices and techniques within spain and portuguese cooking um so right now we have this dish we make a flatbread and then on top of the flatbread we cover it after it's cooked on the griddle we cover it with a rhubarb compote um and then we skewer pork mix it in a bunch of spices and then cook it on our flat top and that goes on a warm salad of fennel and onions Um, that actually is one of my favorites that we have on the menu right now um some of the dishes that people would come to Amalinda when they were allowed to come inside and eat was chicken peri-peri, which is a spicy chicken dish from Portugal. Uh, Peri-peri is a pepper that I believe comes from either North or West Africa, and it was brought to Portugal through the slave trade. Super spicy. I I can, I never actually eat it because it's very, too hot for me, but people just love it. Um, Carcamusa, which is a pork stew from Toledo with tomatoes and piquillo peppers, that's always Uh, a big crowd pleaser, Uh, any of our desserts. We have a great pastry chef or we had a great pastry chef and I'm sure she will return once things get back to normal. Sarah, um, anything that she does, people really, really love. Uh, What else? Yeah, I think those are the two that stick in my mind. I would say those are the top two we've had here.
1: When I think of um, pork and I think of meat, Right now, there's so many vegetarians. Are there dishes that other people can try that have different- There is.
0: Yeah, so we always have a vegetarian dish on our menu and it changes (laughs) weekly by weekly. Uh, We try to, uh, we'll see what our farmers have and then go from there and build into vegetarian. A lot of our starters, especially during this time of the year, very uh, vegetarian focused um, because we just really wanna highlight the amazing things we're getting from our local farmers. Um, So yeah, vegetarians and even vegans, we have something for everybody.
1: When you talk about our local farmers, I just have become so aware of that. And um, I actually, for the very first time, and I think a lot of people did, started a garden this year. And I've had my cucumbers and it's what you were talking about your dad. One of the things my grandma always did when we were kids is she would send us out to the garden to get some cucumbers and lettuce and she would wash the lettuce. And then we would slice the cucumbers and she'd put vinegar and oil and a little bit of onion in there and a lot of pepper. And I've been making that and it takes me right back to my childhood.
0: Food is amazing that way. It's amazing how food can just transport you to another moment in time. Um, So we, um, when we first opened, we had a very long list of farmers that we worked with. Unfortunately, now we've had to uh, dwindle it down to one which was a very hard choice. Um, we work uh, exclusively with Amy's Acres right now. Um, and she's somebody that we worked before we even had a restaurant when we were what was called a pop-up restaurant. It was before we had this, space, do on Saturday night, we would pop up at the National Cafe on the national National Cafe into Amelinda. So we have a relationship that's going back with her almost six years. She's amazing. Her stuff is just beautiful. The tomatoes that we're getting from her right now is, is incredible. And I, you know, I want people to know that, we wouldn't be able to do our job without dedication. And, and people think working in a restaurant is hard. Try working on a farm. <laughs> I would, we, uh, one of the farmers that we worked with when we first opened, after a while, she just wanted to get out of the business. So she came to us one day and she was like, oh, you know, I'm, getting, I, I'm not going to be anymore. So, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, we should lease the land. And I'm talking to Ori about it. And I'm like, let's do our hoeing and farming. And she's looking at me. She's like, you're crazy. She's like, don't, don't do it because it's a lot. <laughs> Hard work so i just i want to send a shout out to all the amazing farmers we have here in wisconsin because because of you i can do my job
1: i have been blessed to go to several farm to table dinners at different local farms in milwaukee and in surrounding areas jefferson and around there i am amazed at how much work and what it takes to do what they're doing whether it's some sort of cattle or produce oh, yeah, or no, meat, eggs i mean it's insane, it's insane.
0: Have you been to any of the dinners at the Pampered Crotter Farm? Yep. They're not doing them this year, but those are amazing. So hopefully next year they'll be up and running and, and perhaps you can join us for one, for one of those.
1: Oh, I would love that. So we have just a few minutes left and I'm wondering, my guest today is Chef Greg Leon and uh, he is the chef and owner of Amalinda. And I'm wondering, what would you want to say to our listeners today who We really want all of our restaurants to stay in place. We want to get back to that going out to dinner. And for me, it's when I go out and it just laughing with my girlfriends and talking about so many different things. And I've lost that. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. What do you see and what would you like to share with our
0: listeners today? Well, I mean, I want them to know that we also miss having you here, that it might be a business, but for us, it's, it's a lifestyle and it's our dream. So first I want people to know that we really, really do miss seeing everybody. And we, we don't take that for granted. Um, you know, I would also like to remember, remind everybody that you know we've been here to help you celebrate your birthdays and your anniversaries and mother's day. And we've worked holidays and weekends. So you all could go to a place and have an amazing experience. Um, and now we need your support, whether it's, um, take out orders right now. The more business you give the restaurants, the more restaurants are gonna be around when this all, when life returns to normal. And then if you're going in to eat at an establishment, just remember to be very kind. It's stressful for everybody. Um, and, and just just tip well and, and be nice to the servers, please. And look for what's right, not for what's wrong. Right, correct. Look for what's right and not for what's wrong and forget about you.
1: You know, greg i had a very dear friend rehab who had a restaurant down um downtown on brady and i remember one day i was sitting down and she said come and sit over with me and we sat at the table and she looked at me and she said karen would you come here she said this is like bringing you into my home she said this is my home and i'm sitting down here and i'm cooking this food and it's so full of love and i love you And it feels like you're right here in my home. And I never thought about that before as to how important it is for people to understand that dream, that dream that you have. And that when you're there 24 seven, you don't have time to have company over. This This is is your home. And I think that's so important for people to really understand the heart behind the restaurant. There are a lot of restaurants out there that don't have their owners there, but we have so many where the owners are right there. And as you said, you guys are in the front line.
0: We are, and you know, we do it. I would like to think that, I mean, I know we do it because we love it, but I would like to think that most people do it because they love it and and they get a joy out of cooking and sharing food with other people. So yes, you're in essence coming into our homes. Yes.
1: And so for all of you out there who are listening and you've got your favorite restaurants, give them a shout out, tip well. Thank them for being there. Look for what's right, not for what's wrong. Think about it as if you're going into their home and if they're doing the absolute best that they possibly can under the most difficult situations, celebrate everybody and celebrate yourself. Get out and do some fun things because I think that the whole idea of trying new foods and you know when I cook for my kids, I'm always thinking that the magic ingredient is love. Mm, Correct. Is and i imagining? think we all
0: learned, we all learned that from our grandmother
1: we sure did so my guest today is chef gregory leon he is the chef and owner of Amalinda, which is at 315 east wisconsin avenue you can go online
0: order has to be online you can contact me directly if you want some cooking coffee
1: ah that sounds good so go to amelinda a-m-i-l-i-n-d-a.com and order a splendid dinner thank you so much Greg, for being my guest today. And
0: well, thank you for inviting me. It was my pleasure. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys in the restaurant at some point in the near future. We would love that.
1: That would be great. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to our COVID-19 edition of Money Sense. Our goal is to provide valuable information so that you can feel more confident in your financial decisions. You can listen to the show and any that you may have missed at ellenbecker.com slash Money Sense. Or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. To discuss these topics and more with one of our wealth advisors, call us at 262 691 3200 or visit ellenbecker.com for a complimentary consultation.